0: What's up? And welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, November tenth, twenty twenty one. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by Andy, the Elden Ring bearer Cortez. Oh, <laughs> I want to come up with something because I I like that you are kind of funny's Elden Ring guy, and I'm more than that. I like that kind of funny has an Elden Ring guy. Look at us growing up, getting into Souls games ten years too late, but also at the right time. You know what I mean? It's very very exciting, Tim. What show? I don't know what.
1: Was it me and Blessing on Games Daily last week where I was like, I I remember for years looking at kind of funny comments and everybody being like, these guys never play soul games. These guys don't give soul games the respect they deserve. Now you better prepare because we're not about to shut the fuck up about them. Okay, we're going to keep on talking about these goddamn games.
0: Oh, and you have a lot to say, and people can go listen to that stuff. We'll get to that in just a second because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, We're each and every weekday live on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we get together to talk about all the video game news that you need to know. And we got a pretty interesting day today. Uh, not necessarily anything banger crazy, but some some cool news stories. Uh, you can get get the show live on Twitch, or you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or RoosterTeeth.com. But if you wanted to listen to it, like so many people do. Just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games daily, and we will be right there for you. Uh, if you wanted to get the show ad free, and if you wanted the exclusive post show that we do each and every day, you got to go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like our Patreon producers Pranksy and Blackjack have done. We're so very thankful for them. Uh, today, we are talking about Forza Horizon 5's huge launch, a new fight night might be on the way, and some more Star Wars Jedi sequel moves being made, which is all very exciting stuff. But before we get to that, let me tell you a little bit about our housekeeping. Uh, right now, the new episode of Kind of Funny Gamescast is live over on YouTube and podcast services and all that stuff. It features Blessing, Andy, and Tamor Hussein talking for an hour about their experience with Elden Ring, and even more than that, Andy, what else is live on youtube.com slash games? A 30-minute gameplay
1: preview of me testing out the closed network test is what they were calling it. Uh, I put in about eight hours this weekend. We had to have the first video be 30 minutes only, and then we'll put out another video later at a, an undetermined time, uh, and that one will be much longer. But this one is like here is me existing in this world for the first 30 minutes it's basically a let's play um but god dang tim this is the game that's gonna tickle your fancy if you love just kind of walking down a field and going what's that over there let me go check that out interesting shit right here all right hey we're from sob here's some interesting shit right here here's it's some so good shit
0: guys it's, get ready
1: god damn this game i can't freaking wait
0: yeah. is I mean, you know, no spoilers. I want people to go listen to it. But like, is it everything you wanted or are you kind of like, oh, it's not quite there in some ways?
1: No, I, it's everything I wanted. It, oh, it, shit. it is. It's the combat. It's the epic boss fights, the music, everything you want out of a Souls game, including those really brilliant moments of level design. But it has all of the curiosity and exploration that Breath of the Wild had where I mentioned this on the games cast, but. The morning after the weekend of playing Breath of the Wild, I go, to, I go back to work, and it's seven people in the, conf- in the kitchen just being like, dude, did you see that? Did you go to that area? Like, this is going to be that for the Soul series of not being this linear path. Just go wherever the hell you want. I'm explaining shit to Tam, and he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Cause I didn't see any of that. There's a That's talking awesome. monkey. What? Like there's just a lot of <laughs> awesome moments, dude. I
0: saw a pigeon with like some knife hands. It's like a little sphinx looking cat guy. Like, Oh my man, gosh. Crazy. There's a,
1: there's so much of it. dude. There's so much of it.
0: Yeah. Very, very ex- I can't wait to talk to you more. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Elden Ring, but honestly, please go check out the games cast and especially check out this video that Andy made. He's been working really hard on it, put in a lot of editing time, a lot of love and care. And again, this is just the beginning I'm sure we're going to be covering the hell out of this game and Andy's going to be the heart and soul of it here at kind of funny and of course Tam's going to be involved too but Tam, he knows this stuff you're newer to the scene so I I love seeing this all happen yeah Uh, please, please check it out it's like
1: there was a lot of footage to edit down and it was a lot of freaking work and I'm I'm really proud of this video that I put out and I try to like will people watch this if they don't know who kind of funny is and they and there's going to be a decent amount of people are like just play the fucking game dude like you saw on tam's comments earlier but i i had a lot of fun uh, with my play time and i hope i can get back in this weekend Awesome.
0: Very cool stuff. Uh, but a little more housekeeping for now. After this show at 11 a.m. on Twitch, we're partnering with Thunderful Games, the creators of the Steam World franchise, to live react to their first ever digital showcase called Thunderful World, uh, which is going to feature a ton of dope indie titles like Planet of Lana, The Gunk, Curse to Golf, and more. Andy, it is hosted by Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill. <laughs>
1: Oh, I was about to say in the lore, like the actual
0: character. <laughs> hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> anyway, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. And then after that, uh, we're going to play a bunch of the, the games. Some of them announced there and some of them just from Thunderful's past. But uh, it's pretty cool. They're the guys that did Pumpkin Jack, which we played a couple weeks ago. I've been playing it just in my free time. Wonderful games. These guys, keep your eye on Thunderful. I think they're going places. They got something real special.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the forward. games that I'll be playing, Tim, is called Industria. And that is one of the games that I saw on Digital Foundry's YouTube. By the way, Digital Foundry got taken down really weird. It should be back up hopefully soon. But Industria is like kind of a scary first person Bioshock type game. Uh, and I'm really kind of worried about playing it today. So. <laughs> Not looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to it because it looks awesome.
0: It's going to be great, but we'll have to look forward to that later because today we're brought to you by Shin Megami Tensei 5, Credit Karma, Raycon, and Arcane. But we'll tell you about that stuff later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
1: <laughs> it's time for some news.
0: We have six news stories today a Baker's Dozen. I already lied to you. We have seven because we got some breaking news, everybody. Kev, can you please bring up this tweet right here from Marvel's Avengers at Play Avengers? Get you pictures of Spider-Man? How about just one? Like a really, really good epic one. Wait, Here's first. your first look at Spider-Man before he comes to PS4 and PS5 on November 30th. Uh, and then they have a follow-up tweet there that says, swing on over. To ign tomorrow for our first trailer um because bring it up the picture now but
1: sorry, sorry, I Andy,
0: <laughs> what do you think about this it's it's
1: it's here isn't it i mean it that's that's that 20 sure days away. man that's yeah. 20 days away tim um mm-hmm. very interesting i'm noticing that like a decent amount of cake right there in the backside on spider-man um <laughs> i uh tim I, I don't know what to think about this because i don't <laughs> know what the future holds necessarily and i I've, I've got a lot of mixed feelings tim i've got a lot of mixed feelings
0: about this you know one thing that i i have positive feelings on about this is his suit i like the design of it i like that it's different than the insomniac one i like it's a lot more classic but i i like the usage of the black it's not quite the homecoming suit where the black is more kind of on the the wrists and things it's more on the the digits and a little bit on the uh, I don't even know what it, you would call parts of his body here, but the the soles of his feet and stuff, it's kind of kinda cool. That's where the grip is, Tim. That's the grip that like the wide receivers have
1: in the NFL to catch the footballs. One thing I don't love though, Tim, and it's just one of those photoshopping things, it's the spider logo on the chest. It's like really deformed to show you that it's the spider form, the spider-man mm-hmm. logo. And it's just like, here it is, and it reminds me of that that image of Captain America where his chest is really. Yeah, long. That's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting here. Um, I mean, this is a lot closer than I remember. I didn't. I don't remember November 20th being a date. November 30th, rather. Um, They just announced that
0: like four days ago.
1: Okay, got it, got it. Um, I mean, shit. Out of nowhere. I never thought this would ever come out, Tim. So I'm just kind of surprised that this is even here, and to see it on an official tweet, uh, as opposed to like some leak or something like that. Um, I think is exciting for Avengers fans nothing that would make me come back to the game unfortunately but hey you got more shit to do avengers yeah. gamers
0: and now to be specific it's it's exciting for avengers playstation fans playstation fans yeah because remember that uh but yeah it's interesting I'm, I'm excited to see the trailer tomorrow like i think that like it could be this is spider-man is one of the few things where i might put him in a game and i'm I, it instantly raises my interest right but i Can't say that I am hyped about this or that I expect much from this. I feel like this type of subdued rollout is telling, but hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully the trailer looks cool and we're all like, oh, interesting, because here we got the, this is a hero event, Spider-Man, it's called With Great Power. I don't know, could be kind of cool. Do we know who's voicing Spider-Man? We don't know shit. This is the first thing we've seen, man. (laughs) We got a date,
1: now we have this. (laughs) Because I I think the one thing that, is fairly exciting is just to see exactly what they do with his story missions and whether it's going to be five hours of a tightly told Spider Man story of how he's trying to get involved with the Avengers. I know a lot of people that play the Black Panther DLC loved the just the story missions there and the story they were telling and the voice acting. I know a lot of people really dug that portion of it. Hopefully, we can get something of substance with this uh, that we're getting, but then you know. We'll see how many people drop off once you can no longer do any more story stuff. And it's all right. Start the grind.
0: Yeah. Moving on to the first real story of the day. Story number one, Forza Horizon 5 is the biggest launch in Xbox Game Studios history. This comes from Uncle Phil himself, the head of Xbox, Bill Spencer's Twitter. Uh, the tweet says, we've invested for years in Xbox so more people can play. With 4.5 million plus players so far across PC, cloud, and console, Forza Horizon 5 shows that promise coming to life. Largest launch date for an Xbox Game Studios game, peak concurrent three times higher than forza horizon 4 thank you players and congrats to we are playground
1: wow massive the culmination of all that hard work and the culmination of all the the years of groundwork, sort of being being done and saying like all right this is kind of this is kind of the vision that we were seeing back in the day and it's kind of all coming to fruition
0: Yeah. yeah yeah kev are you there
1: oh shoot sorry <laughs> I was like updating the stories. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was updating the, 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 st- it doesn't matter. I was.
0: It doesn't yeah. matter. You can't fall asleep at the wheel in for Kevin. You can't do that. You no, get left behind. Andy, I've been seeing you. You're really enjoying, uh, enjoying the game. I I've enjoyed it too. I'm like two hours in. It is so beautiful. I love just how vast and open it is. And everywhere you go, there's something to do. I will say my two complaints so far are as somebody that I've played other forts of rising games, but I've never tried to like, actually really play through it and like (laughs) dedicate myself to it it's a little overwhelming and i feel like the presentation to somebody new like it doesn't do a great job of onboarding like hey here's where you need to go to just kind of progress to get to the point where it it opens up and you're like okay cool i feel like under control of what i'm doing what all these icons mean because you pop open the map and you're like holy crap (laughs) there is there is a lot and i feel like the the just kind of onboarding process is is not as strong as I I, I personally wish it would be, and the other thing is I haven't found a car that I'm like oh this handles exactly how I want it to you oh, know really? but I feel like that, that's kind of the fun of it right like oh it's yeah like, testing it out because like I I've been having a blast just jumping through all the different types of cars and seeing like okay I'm I'm going I love going out the jumps with this one but I love doing the races with this one like it is a it is a very, very, very special game, and you know, going back to the story here, like it being on Game Pass, it it being on Cloud, it having, uh, it being on playable on Xbox One and Xbox X and Xbox S, all that stuff. It's like this is a game that for years people have been touting for Horizon as being this like amazing series, and I think that this kind of is like you're saying that culmination of it all coming together, and you know, this being Xbox Game Studios' biggest launch in history. Like that is. So huge because it's a Forza game, right? What is Halo gonna do? What's the next year's gonna do? And I feel like they're just building this this foundation, and we've been saying it for years, but we're starting to see the fruits of the labor.
1: Yeah, a one thousand percent, Tim. I'm right there with you. I to think that like this is a racing game. Never, I mean, aside from Mario Kart, the racing is never a hit genre. Uh, You're always going to see first-person shooters and third-person action-adventures, whatever. But to have a racing game have this gigantic of an opening, I do hope that some of the online issues get ironed out. We were having quite a bit of issues while we were streaming yesterday, and that's to be expected with that many players on day one. And I guess the other days were kind of like day (laughs) negative six, day negative five, or whatever. Um, I'm right there with you, Tim. I think the game is fantastic. I think it... uh, I'm about over 20 to 30 hours into it, and Man. I'm still confused as to what the icons do, Tim. Okay, good. Go <laughs> uh, <on>. I don't <laughs> think that stuff gets any clearer, but maybe that's just kind of how my brain works. And I think the thing about it, though, is... Uh, and I tweeted it this out. I never... Even though I don't really know what I'm doing, I never feel directionless,
0: dude. And that's never... that's where I'm at too. Yeah. yeah, like I'm I'm having fun and I feel like I'm accomplishing something. Like it has that loop that kind of reminds me of Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes, yes, one thousand
1: percent. I never feel like I'm wasting my time whenever I'm just driving over hills. You're you're a frequenter of TikTok, Tim, and there's mm-hmm. a uh, there's a, a meme on there that kind of went popular for a while of get a couple guys together and have them throw rocks at lakes and they'll be surprised or they'll be entertained rather. And for me, it's just drive a car over a hill Mm -hmm. and I'll be entertained. And that's really all it takes in this game for me. And then plus a lot of hills (laughs) and then there's just there's a lot of driving. And again, I never really feel like I am not accomplishing what needs to happen. When I talk about my frustration with open world games that Ubisoft has to offer, that's where I get that decision paralysis. That's where I feel like Damn, I just did 3 hours of something where I wasn't even progressing the main mission. In here, I mean, the story's kind of whatever to me. I don't don't really care whether I'm just doing a random race or whether I'm progressing the story to find out what happened to that one legendary vehicle. I'm just having fun regardless what I'm doing. And seeing, and it's that instant gratification, that serotonin hit. seeing the shiny numbers, colorful, boom, they pop, and you go, oh, oh, I feel great about leveling up right there. And then I I drive a bunch of roads, and then I see that Phil Spencer still has like 100 more roads driven on than me, and I'm like, damn it, Phil, I'm coming after your ass, dude. Um, it's It's a blast, dude. This game is so much fun, and it's been the game that I've been going to when I have nothing to do, and it's just like... I'm going to pop in for a Forza. Oh, I got a new car. Tim, the other day, oh my gosh, I tweeted about it. I had um, found a really rare Ferrari in one of these barns because I love doing the barn finds where it just says, here's a big radius circle. Find the barn in here and you're going to find some sort of rare car. And usually you find these cars and the person says, cool, I'll get this fixed right up for you. And it takes about, I don't know, an hour or two. Maybe you'll come back the next day and the car will be available. Yo, check out this car. We got it finally uh, done or whatever. This Ferrari was being painted for about three real-time days where that I would keep going awesome. back. And you can pay money to fast track that process. And to know that, like, these rare cars have such a rarity where, hey, let me fast track that Ford I found. Oh, it's 10000 bucks. Sure, yeah, let's do that. I don't care. The Ferrari was like 13,000 bucks or th- no, 13 million bucks. Oh, my rather. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is a really rare find. And they were like, yeah, this is when I when it finally came out they were like this Ferrari sold for like 16 million. And it was one of the most expensive cars ever made or, or ever to be bought out of, you know, auctions or whatever. And it's just those feelings of finding those rare Pokemon where you're oh, like, yeah, damn, this feels great.
0: It's so you satisfying. Know, the, the thing that I, I love the most about the game is it is pure hype like playground studios has entirely just created a game around hype moments. Every little thing, whenever you get a car, a new car, which is frequently, it's exciting. And you pop in and you look at it and you're like, Oh shit, I want to give this thing a test drive. And the moments you're talking about, like that is the Charizard pull. That is the like, Oh shit (laughs) moment. But, the sound design, like the way that the music mixes with the the dialogue of the radio announcers, the amount of sick bass drops they just fucking add every single time anything happens. Like it is so overwhelmingly exciting. Like that is so what's great about the game is it's exciting. I want to live.
1: <laughs> I want to live in this utopia where it is straight up the <laughs> racing version of Karate Kid and Cobra Kai where this this hey, Mexico, we're all about racing. We mm-hmm. don't got real jobs here. <laughs> like we don't care. Oh. We don't have an economy. Everybody here is a racer. And we just don't really we exist in this sort of peaceful society. And it's it's fantastic. I love the radio DJs. I, they're so uh, they're so earnest in the way that they sort of give you information and, and like the whole country of mexico is revolving around me tim i'm the superstar racer and they're it's
0: like hilarious <laughs> here's an
1: edm uh here we're about to play this new drum and bass song but by the way our superstar killed it and he just found this crazy buggy <laughs> Do they <laughs> like, say what? your name oh well i mean i could have picked andy or andres but i picked nitro come on i picked okay. nitro well, welcome I back nitro tim-
0: and I did not expect them to be like, yo, Tim just did this. And I'm like, yo, this is awesome. <laughs> it rules, dude. This game is fantastic. I can't wait to get back to it, man. Yeah. Uh, moving on with a little bit with the story here. IGN's Jared Moore uh, added uh, from IGN. Sorry. I wrote that completely wrong. Added. While Spencer's original comments state that the company has invested for years in Xbox so more people can play games, Forza Horizon 5's accessibility options have also been praised for doing the same. Despite already including a number of accessibility features at launch to make the game more inclusive for players around the world, Xbox recently confirmed that there's more to come. A post-launch update for the game is expected to take place that will include an on-screen sign language interpreter with both American Sign Language and British Sign Language. While Forza Horizon 5 has been popular with fans since its release, the game has also gained critical appeal Critics on Metacritic currently have it at ninety one on PC and ninety two on Xbox Series X. That's pretty nuts, man, and good for them. I, Xbox has really been at the forefront of pushing the accessibility stuff the last couple of years, and uh, it it seems really great. Really, like vast options in this game, and for them to continue to be adding more, I think is is really really cool. Especially when you have the budget and size of
1: and Microsoft's backing mm-hmm. to say, not only are we gonna pour a lot of resources into the development of the product, and we're gonna give Playground a lot of ground to say, make the best Forza you can make, uh, but also here's a lot of extra money when it comes to budgeting out what it takes to make this game really good for accessibility as well. And I think I think when we see games like The Last of Us Part Two do that, and we also see Forza doing that, It's it's going to become a lot more I mean, like sort of they are the blueprint for all of this. Yes. And it's 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 really great that that's kind of they are starting the example. And granted, don't expect every studio to do this. A lot of these smaller devs can't afford that. But it's great to see that it's becoming more and more uh, regular.
0: And I think, I think you're absolutely right. That when the, the biggest dogs in town are, are doing that and setting that standard, it's not so much that everybody's able to hit it, but it is letting everybody know this is what you should be aiming for. Right. And I think that back in the day, it's like, we didn't always have the ability to separately control X and Y inverting or, um sensitivity and all that and over time that stuff just kind of became standardized i think that this is the beginning of a lot of this stuff just becoming standardized and becoming part of like what's expected from a game being developed which at the end of the day is good for everybody right uh next story an exciting one sources say EA has greenlit a Fight Night revival, but it's on pause. This comes from Tom Henderson at VGC. According to people with knowledge of the EA Sports label's plans, the new Fight Night, which is currently codenamed Moneyball, has been greenlit and entered early development. However, the series' first installment in a decade is still likely several years from release. This is due to EA Canada's decision to temporarily temporarily pause its core development in order to prioritize the next EA Sports UFC game, which is planned for late next year in a studio-wide email seen by vgc ea canada told staff that its focus would be on ea sports ufc5 for the foreseeable future the email explained that strong marketplace competition has made it challenging to staff up for fight night which was intended to enter production alongside ufc and that it did not want to split its senior creatives between two fighting game projects thus the decision had been made to pause the game's development for the time being to ensure that ufc5 will be delivered at high quality the email reads "Quote: We're very excited about UFC 5, and we want to eliminate the split focus that several members of our leadership team have had over the past, well, past while. So we can solely focus on delivering migration and UFC 5 at high quality. Not much is currently known about the new boxing game, but it's understood that EA sees the revival as a means of reasserting itself in the fighting game market. The Fight Night series, which saw a release, which last saw a release in 2011." With Fight Night Champion had been consistently well received by critics with all five of its installments earning Metacritic scores in the mid to high 80s. When I see uh, when I see
1: rejoining, reasserting itself in the fighting game market, I think of just seeing this at Evo. Like, is this is that a possibility that we would see something like that? Um, I mean, it's
0: a possibility, though, Andy. Yeah, that's pretty jam, baby. Oh, wow. Oh,
1: shit. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought of that. Or what about that? uh, Oh, no, that's a third person action adventure game. The the Wu-Tang one. Um, I I'm glad to see this. I mean, it's great. I feel like there's not a whole lot and they are there's not a whole lot of offerings in this realm and they are sort of going to cement themselves as, Hey, come over here if you want the boxing game. Right. Um, because there's just not a whole lot of options that there haven't been a whole lot of options now. Like when we talk about star power and boxing, is it because of all the craze with the sort of internet uh, mm-hmm. uh, social influencers? Like, are we going to see the Paul brothers in 100%. here? Tim? Not you think a chance. So?
0: They're not in this game. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's what boxing is. Yeah, right? like that's yeah. just that. Yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot of this story, there, there's a, there's good, there's bad, there's a lot to take from it. I think the interesting thing is that they are focusing and like all these quotes about why this game is being delayed is such a good thing, right? They're focusing on UFC. Let's make sure that we get that stuff right. Uh, The UFC games have been pretty okay and pretty good at some points in the last couple of years, but a lot of my friends play and like they've been kind of let down by some of the entries. And, you know, this reminds me a lot of the WWE side of games, which like has had some real trash stuff and that's 2K. Um, But I like hearing this of like, you know what? We got to fix this. We can't, we got to make really good games for these properties that really matter. And with boxing having this kind of, I don't want to say resurgence, but like new kind of peak of interest in a, in a whole different category. I I can almost guarantee that with with all of this news and just thinking about where the world's at, I can imagine in a couple of years we're going to get another fight night and it, it's going to feature a, uh, a plethora of, of YouTube celebrities. Snoop Dogg as the commentator. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, honestly. It writes itself, <laughs> but it's exciting. I love the play in the fight night games. They're a perfect example of how sports games can be fun for anybody, even if they don't necessarily know the sport, but just gamifying it makes it fun. And I have so many great memories of playing that game with Alfredo back in the day. Uh, moving on next story here comes from IGN. Halo Infinite multiplayer designer joins Respawn to work on a Star Wars game. Um, Patrick Wren, former senior multiplayer designer on Halo Infinite, um, which so far has been designed very well, I will say. (laughs) So this is exciting. Uh, Has joined Respawn Entertainment to work on a Star Wars game. Revealing his new role on Twitter, Ren said, I'm happy to announce that today is my first day on the Jedi team as a senior encounter designer. The Jedi team would suggest that Ren is working on a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which EA has previously confirmed to be the first game in a new franchise. Ren also notes that he's excited to be back on Star Wars, referring to his time working on Star Wars First Assault, a game that was in development at LucasArts in 2013, but was cancelled as part of the Disney acquisition of the D- Star Wars brand. Ren moves to Respawn Entertainment from his previous role at 343 Industries, where he worked first on Halo 5 Guardians and then on Infinite. On Infinite, he acted as senior multiplayer designer, but his new role sees him designing combat encounters for whatever unannounced game the Jedi team are currently working on. Disney has teased the Star Wars video game announcement for December, so it may be that we see what Respawn is working on soon. Just some notes there. That was the thing that I think me and you talked about, Andy, a couple weeks back where Star Wars put out this like mm. little infographic thing with a bunch of dates. And on the I think it was December 14th, there was a game controller on it. Um, and we're like, oh, maybe it's Game Awards, You're but that doesn't doesn't add up at all. So we'll see. I don't think we should expect to see a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel this year, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. But either way, this is exciting news. You don't think
1: we'll see just even if it's an image uh, You know, I'm not even thinking about some sort of crazy gameplay trailer. I think we might see some sort of splash screen Metroid Prime 4, you know, like that sort of thing along those lines. Um, this is exciting news. This is great. I mean, we for for Jedi Fallen Order to come out and be sort of that game that said, hey, the mass market cares about single player games. We should continue to do that for Jedi Fallen Order to sort of change EA's thought process on what single player games should be and whether to continue them or not and kind of focus on those uh, titles. This is fantastic. I mean, they're getting a, an industry veteran and we've, you've heard us talk about Halo Infinite, so we don't really need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> it looks, yeah. As far as like our feelings on it. So obviously they're getting an all-star and this is going to be great news for that team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, when I say uh, I don't think we're going to see it this year, I mean literally this year in the next like month and a half. Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> you got know it, got what it. I mean? Yeah. Like, because uh, I mean, essentially that means either this, whatever the Star Wars tease thing is and Game Awards. Like, I do think there's a chance, but like, I think if you're going to do Game Awards, it has to be more exciting than just a Metroid, 5, Metroid Prime 4 splash screen. But at the same time, a title reveal for the Game Awards audience isn't that crazy to imagine like that, that would be exciting. And I feel like that would speak to a both mainstream gamer audience and general audience that game awards does like to at least try to excite, you know?
1: Yeah, at least to just show off a character that people know from the real Star Wars series and then you go, oh, well, I wonder what this is. And then it's Jedi Fallen Order, two, And you go, oh, shit, that character is going to be in this game or what? Like we're getting a tease at something kind of big. I I've, I think just a title reveal won't do a whole lot. But um, showing off some sort of imagery, whether it's just one of those pre-canned CG things that last 10 seconds and that's it, you know, mm-hmm. I think anything would would sort of get that pop from the Game
0: Awards audience
1: Man, it, uh, it's
0: it's November, Tim. What I know, I know <laughs> it's it's unreal. Uh, but before we get to the new story, let's check out our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Arcane, a Netflix original series from the creators of League of Legends. Arcane is a nine episode, three part series that follows the story of two young girls, Vi and Powder, born in the undercity beneath Pilt Over. Their eagerness to prove themselves will set in motion a series of events that will take the relationship to its breaking point and transform them forever. This is going to be the animation event of the year, and you can catch champions we know and love like never before, and their story will all intertwine in this action-packed series whether you're a longtime league player or brand new to rune terra arcane is a great way to get to know the vast world and origins of iconic characters of league of legends uh, dive into the stories behind one of the most played games of all time every once in a while i think about that and it blows my mind uh, discover the secrets of pelt over and its undercity and prepare for the epic battle that is only just beginning Arcane is now streaming exclusively on Netflix. Next up, shout out to Credit Karma. Is it time for a big change? If you're thinking about home renovations or finally paying down those old credit card bills, Credit Karma can help find a loan that works for you. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized just for you. It's totally free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score. In Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side with easy to compare estimated terms to make sure you get the best deal. And once you've got a loan, Credit Karma will help you track your progress as you pay off your debt and even let you know if you can Refinance and save. If you're ready to apply, you should head over to creditkarma.com/slash-loan-offers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com/slash-loan-offers to find the right loan for you. That's creditkarma.com/slash loan offers next up shout out to shin megami tensei 5 it's the newest installment in the acclaimed jrpg series developed by atlas you play as a high school student who is suddenly transported from modern day tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world granted a cursed power to save his life the protagonist becomes a new being neither human nor demon uh naho so there you go. Explore the demon infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm known as Daat, filled with mythical deities and demonic tyrants in constant conflict for survival. Search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark. Your choices will dictate the fate of the world. Turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them, then fuse them to create demons customized to your playstyle. Shin Megami Tensei 5 has been fully rendered in 3D, a first for the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is out now. Now, you can check out the digital, deluxe, and standard editions on the Nintendo eShop or by clicking in the link in the description. And finally, shout out to Raycon. It's never too early to start holiday shopping, especially not when you can save big on a gift that they'll use every day like the Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, My brother's been using these. He's been training for his marathon and he's been jamming with the Raycons. With seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise-isolating fit, you can start listening easily and keep listening for hours. The audio quality is just as good as a bunch of the other premium brands, but at half the price, uh, their new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. Pure, more balanced mode and Base mode, And with eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, you can't lose. Go to buyraycon.com slash KFGD today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available only for a limited time, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash KFGD to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash KFGD. And now we have our second breaking news story of the day. Hot off the presses, Kev, can you please bring this up? This comes from McDonald's Twitter. Mariah's back for the holiday season, and this time she's bringing a whole menu with her. Introducing the Mariah menu. Get free daily deals with $1 minimum purchases December 13th through 24. Only in the app, darlings. Okay, what the hell, guys? Andy, Andy <laughs> as an artist and a graphic designer, mm-hmm. what do you think about this?
1: You know... um, I feel like she's lit really well because I don't think this is photoshopped. I, I, I think she's just she's lit really well. Uh, the mist at her at the bottom of her dress looks fantastic, kind of Do like you know popping you don't think up. she's heaven. like twelve feet tall. And we no, just think, here's no. the thing. Because she looks the thing. like very Andy's
0: tall. Andy's right. There's no photoshopping here. This is 100 percent real, and I have proof actually. Kev, if you can go down uh, three tweets, they posted another follow up picture um, of her presenting the menu in Cuba. No, not that one. Not that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you're seeing different things than I am. Um, <laughs> I um, thought that was the photo you were talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. I just sent you it. I just sent you it.
1: <laughs> they weren't even close.
0: <laughs> uh, such um, weird timing. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's this one. Um, that is actually actual proof that these are real pictures. That is her real height in this this but, like, rowboat.
1: What is? I don't understand what this image is trying to convey, in any way. Is the, like, did the McDonald's flood? Is what I'm. Wondering. Yeah, like that's that's right. That's the implication. Is <laughs> this a done? statement about global warming? Because oh. like that's kind of what it
0: feels like. No. Yeah. Story number four. A day before launch, GTA Definitive Edition still hasn't gotten official gameplay. But it's leaked anyway. This comes from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy definitive edition, launches tomorrow, November 11th, but the game has already leaked, providing a good look at the gameplay for the three-game package. Videos posted on Reddit, Twitter, and YouTube, and other social media platforms provide a first proper look at gameplay for GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Uh, Leaks like this happen all the time, but given that Rockstar has released very little official gameplay footage, this is especially noteworthy. Uh, We're finally seeing what the games actually look like. The leaked gameplay footage shows off the new and improved visuals along with a new user experience that includes GTA 5 style controls. Uh, you can check out the videos here that were initially found by VGC. Um, i was popping through them and cab thank you for just going through here it's it's so nostalgic seeing this stuff and i'm really excited tomorrow to pop back into these games and, and it, like just have some fun you know it's tomorrow what it's <laughs> tomorrow that- andy <laughs> <laughs> wow <Whoa! laughs>
1: what the hell is happening this? that's year? really weird yeah <laughs> yeah um i do think it is you know interesting seeing how the old art style still kind of holds up in a way because it is so yeah. cartoony um Although I did see a sequence from Vice City where they show that one, uh, they show that one rock star guy that you're valeting around from, uh, from, oh god, what's the name of the band? I forgot the name of the band. I forget that you it too. All around, uh, it's definitely like a sexual innuendo. Um, and that dude looks really funky in this engine. <laughs> like that, that doesn't feel like it ages too well. And another thing that doesn't age too well, Tim, is I'm assuming the humor because I'm kind of worried going back into this. And like, how much stuff are we going to see that's like, oof, that joke <laughs> it was oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like I feel like we haven't really me. had that in games a whole lot, because um, Grand Theft Auto is kind of the one that I think of when it, aside from, you know, the leisure suit Larry's and all those other shitty games, I feel like this is sort of the big title that you think of being that really raunchy, sarcastic kind of humor yeah. game. And how much of it will you go, you yeesh, you should have cut that one, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely going to be interesting. Uh, something that I don't know if you've heard, but I want to blow your mind. This came up when me and Bless were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and you being pained that it's November, this is going to pain you even more. So GTA 3 came out in 2001. Then Vice City came out in 2002. And mm-hmm. then San Andreas came out in 2003, right? GTA 3 was just set in present time. Then Vice City was set in the 80s. And then San Andreas was set in the 90s. Vice City came out and it was 20 years before our real time. Mm -hmm. GTA 3 takes place 20 years ago from now. (laughs) (laughs) Remember how retro (laughs) Vice City felt? (laughs) Yeah. That's GTA 3 now in real time. (laughs)
1: oh knows. man i fucking hate when i see tweets like that too i hate when it's like we're closer to the fucking pyramids than jesus was or whatever the f- i forget what the c- the no, comparisons people that's make that's is. It it's something it's close it's not, to that though, i get Kevin. what you say yeah yeah, yeah yeah um <laughs> clear saw a saw dinosaur and whatever the hell um i i hate comparisons like that tim and i wish to undo the last 30 seconds of my life
0: yeah yeah. Now, I will say, you always got to look into this stuff, because I did the bad thing of just believing people on the internet uh, recently. And this is tangentially related, but I need to expose myself for the, how stupid I am and can be. I saw a TikTok that was like, hey, if a child is born today, it will be alive in the year 3000. How does that make you feel? And I, was like, <laughs> I love this. I was like, holy shit. And so I immediately, immediately, what do I do? I'm like, whoa, and I fucking text Gia, Jen, and Greg, and I'm like, yo, (laughs) Benjamin's going to be alive in the year 3000. And Jen replies like, holy shit, and we have a back and forth, and we're all just on the same page, and Greg comes in like, no, you fucking idiots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. That's great. You don't know we, though, oh, Kevin. No, we don't know. We truly don't know. What is Elon gonna do? Jack so shit. Were, I'll they, tell you. were they were they just making a joke for people that weren't paying attention, yeah. or was yeah, yeah, yeah. totally,
0: totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. It's
1: one of those things of yeah. You'll always see sort of like. Kids in high school now were born in the year two
0: thousand, you know, eighteen. How does uh, that make you feel? It, yeah, why
1: didn't you
0: say it, you know? <laughs> and, and another thing that I saw last night that didn't get me, but it, it made me laugh very, very hard, uh, was you know how there's a lot of those posts that are like, you know, what if this song by Olivia Rodrigo was actually an R and B song and then they remake it? There I was saw that this one. she was like, What if what if uh Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo was an R and B song? Be, be pretty, pretty cool, cool right <laughs> 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 uh, God, TikTok. story number five this is fucking insane unity buys lord of the rings effect studio weta to help create the metaverse the metaverse?
1: none of, ah.
0: none,
1: of, none of this shit makes any
0: sense right like i mean check it would, out you would think this Weta's from... bigger than that Eddie McCooch at GameSpot Unity, the video game engine company Has acquired Peter Jackson's Oscar winning Lord of the Rings effect studio Weta Digital In a 1.625 billion dollar deal Under the terms of the proposed deal Which is not final Unity will get Weta Digital's tools Pipeline technology and engineering talent In announcing the deal Unity said the long term goal Is to use the acquisition To help create a metaverse What's, I just want to have a note here I'm still pretty out of the loop on this metaverse thing. And I'm sure eventually it'll all make sense. Uh, But for now, it just sounds scary and bad. Uh, But if you take the metaverse thing out of this story, it's exciting and cool. (laughs) You know, if it's just all about game development, you're like, yo, this is pretty ridiculous. So let's continue. Quote, ultimately, this acquisition is designed to put Weta's incredibly exclusive and sophisticated visual effects tools into the hands of millions of creators and artists around the world. And once integrated into the Unity platform, enable the next generation of RT3D creativity and shape the future of the metaverse. <laughs> uh, in a press release, Unity and Weta Digital's teams will continue to exist as a standalone entity known as Weta FX Going forward, Unity says it expects Weta FX to be Unity's biggest customer in the media and entertainment spaces. Peter Jackson remains the majority order um, and the current CEO is staying on board as part of the buyout. What a tools created unlimited possibilities for us to bring to life the worlds and creatures that originally lived in our imaginations. Jackson said together, unity and Weta can create a pathway for any artist from any in- industry to be able to leverage these incredibly creative and powerful tools offering aspiring cre- creatives access to what Digital's technology will be nothing short of game changing. And unity is just the company to bring this vision to life. Um, the former CEO of Electronic Arts, who is the now Unity CEO, says that working together will enable an entirely new generation of creators to bring worlds to life. As mentioned, Unity believes the metaverse is coming. <laughs> it's so scary so sounding. So ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? Uh, uh, and buying what and ultimately making its tools and pipelines available to people more broadly can help accelerate the metaverse's arrival. <laughs> like we have to surprise. prepare like, for the prepare for the emergence, Tim. <laughs> yeah, like holy shit, like this is. So Story is, like, such a good thing, and then every, like, sixth line, it's like, but the fucking metaverse is looming. Uh, By moving these high-fidelity tools and assets to the cloud, Unity and Weta Digital will open new possibilities for creators to use the canvas they already know and love while getting access to incredibly powerful artist tools, procedural building blocks, and scalable content. Creators will have the power to improve processes and simplify production with stable, predictable results that approach perfection, while ultimately building their own part of the metaverse. Once again, proving what I just said. It's like all really cool stuff, and then you have that. Andy, you're one of the dopest artists I know. You've done a whole bunch of this stuff. How exciting is this? It's, I don't know what to think, Tim. When you say that you have no
1: idea what the hell this metaverse is, I have even less of an idea. I mean, I know what they're going for. And just like my Nick says in chat right now is something that I've been thinking this whole time. It's why I tweeted out um, the day that Facebook changed their name to meta, how they're t- changing everything. And I tweeted out the image of Barrett from Final Fantasy VII saying, the planet is dying. And they are essentially just making Oasis from Ready Player One. And it really feels like entertainment companies, it's it's fine to do that. But when I feel like we're talking about these larger companies that have the power to do so much better, that we are just going to essentially make a distraction. Even more of a distraction other than the other entertainment sources that we have to get away from... Our impending doom, Tim. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, like the sea levels are rising, dog. We don't need this, and especially with all the environmental harm NFTs are doing, it just the sea levels are rising,
0: like the C suite.
1: I just don't. It, I didn't get that one. I didn't get that one. What CEOs, Oh, oh god, got it. Yeah. I just yeah. look, Tim. Here's the thing. I just. I I just don't give a a fuck about this. (laughs) Like, I don't ever see caring about what the metaverse has to offer. I think that um, I I think Jeff Grubb has some very interesting points about the metaverse and owning assets and how suddenly that becomes an issue for the IRS. And that just seems like it's going to raise a lot more headaches. I, I truly don't give a fuck. And I wish this was only about video games. I wish this was only like you had mentioned earlier. Imagine. Three years ago, hearing that Unity bought Weta Digital. That is crazy massive. And imagine that what that's going to do for artists in game development who want access to the tools that Weta has, especially with Unity being a free platform to use. And suddenly, it becomes about none of that at all. Now it's about this whole other thing that will hopefully come and die, and we don't ever have to talk about this in two or three years. But I feel like this is just the beginning of a lot of annoying bullshit. It um, it it it's a, it sucks, Tim. And now I've discovered that, um, like, you run into an anti-vaxxer on Twitter and you're like, oh, fucking fuck this dude. But anti-vaxxer who has, like, an NFT profile picture has got to be the worst dude ever. Like, just ever, ever.
0: I just, It has a total non-sequitur. I just have to put that out there, Tim. What a disaster. I, I am, but all the metaverse shit aside, I'm excited for what this might mean for asset creation and like all that stuff. I mean, what are the best at what they do and working with unity everything you were just saying about it being free, it being accessible to so many people. Like I'm hoping that this has substantially more impacts as well. Yeah. 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 But,
1: but we'll see. I, I totally agree. I hope it has more impact on the game dev side. I just feel like that's not really what they're in it for. And they'll pay lip service to saying we want to be accessible for everybody, but really it just seems like a play for the hot trending thing right now which is nfts and metaverse and creating asset digital assets to own it just it's fucking sucks
0: yeah <laughs> uh final story of the day this is a super quick one playstation direct store expands to europe this comes from the playstation uk twitter playstation's online store expands to europe starting today with its official launch in germany with the uk france belgium netherlands and luxembourg launching soon you can stay tuned for more details on the uk launch this is uh, important just because this is going to be yet another way to actually get a ps5 so Really cool stuff. If you're in Europe, definitely check this out. The PlayStation Direct Store uh, is one of the better ways to be able to snag a PS5 whenever they are available. So stay tuned. Check it out. Cool I stuff. Remember, Tim, I remember when we heard about these chip shortages, I
1: was like, whatever. I feel like that's a, a not like to think that we're here like a year later. And I mean, it's
0: still hard to get one. It's you wild. Know what's crazy, man. Andy. A year later, like exactly. Like today is the Xbox Series X and S's one year birthday. Oh, today, my God. And wow. this Friday is
1: the PS5s. Wow! God, yeah. I was I was ripping up Demon Souls. Oh my God, what a game!
0: <laughs> and here you are with Elden Ring. What man. a fucking game, dude! Crazy. Oh man! But Elden Ring, you getting your hands on the final finished product is so far away, Andy. If I wanted to know what was coming to mom and Grop shops today, where would you look?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday.
0: today uh not much among trees on pc final fantasy 5 pixel remaster on pc and ship graveyard simulator on pc these goddamn simulators what won't they simulate you know <laughs> then let's create the metaverse
1: simulator oh where you are working God. at a game developer among trees though looks really really cool uh, if only there weren't a million other games to be playing uh but among trees is that one sort of survival game that is kind of like Let's make a survival game that's pretty as fuck, and you're in a forest, and there's all sorts of, like, purples and greens and blues everywhere, and it's just, it's gorgeous, and it looks really interesting, I just wish there weren't a lot of other things to
0: be playing. Exactly. What a time to be alive. Um, and speaking of that time, you want to play some games with some people. You need to squad up, baby. That's what you got to do. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, to reach out to get some best friends to hang out with you, play some games or support a good cause like Sean here uh, who writes in and says, November is Epilepsy Awareness Month and I'm looking to do a charity stream to raise money for epilepsy research today, November 10th at 7 p.m. Central Time. I've, li- I've lived with epilepsy for 20 20 plus years and want to raise awareness for it. I'm stream I'm a streaming noob with no following, but I'm looking to play Destiny 2 First Class Trouble. If you want to join in, you're more than welcome. You can hit him up at S P E I G 14 on PS4 and Twitch. So that's S P E I G 14 on PS4 and Twitch tonight, November 10th at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, raising awareness for epilepsy and trying to get some money for that cause. So very cool stuff. Very cool. Yeah, go check that out. Go, go support. Good luck. And uh, now it's time for kind of com slash you're wrong to see what we got wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, Charles Jacobson writes in and says, deal the day. There's currently a buy two, get one deal available on Amazon, including games like Vanguard, Guardians of the Galaxy, Far Cry 6, Riders Republic, House of Ashes, Deathloop, and many more. So check that out. That sounds great. Um, how good was Guardians man oh my god Andy oh my god I can't wait to talk to you about it more I'm sure the game of the year conversations it's going to come up more and more than than yeah. I ever expected it to but it, it's high up there for me man like having beat that game it is something truly special Um, and there you go we are about to sign off here because we're getting ready for the stream I was telling you about earlier, live reacting to Thunderful Games. It's going to be a blast. Can't wait for that. Tomorrow's hosts are Tam and me for Tim Tam Thursday. Then Friday, we got Bless and Janet, uh, which is fantastic stuff. But until next time, Andy, it's always a pleasure with you. Everyone else, I love you. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Go.